<laughs> I smell like beef. <laughs> I smell like beef. <laughs> All of this is getting left in. Uh, sure, why not? Hello, everybody. <laughs> welcome and welcome back to B&B Anime. I am Blue, that is Brad, and we are having giggles because on our uh, program that we record this with, we get to set our name and pronouns every week, and um, it's just become two boxes to write stupid stuff. Because, obviously, our names and pronouns don't change week to week. We know each other. I feel like I feel like I know your name, Brad. Uh, uh, I, I would hope so. I, uh, I hope I know your name, too. Um, color? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gray. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. What has this become? Yeah, but Brad's name this week is just the letter E. And he has no pronouns. And... No, I, I think I have my pronouns set to E. Oh, so it's just E-E. Just, just, just E. Just E. Just E. Yeah, and I am, um, I smell like, and my pronouns are beef. <laughs> so, uh, but yes, Anohana today. We, we, we gotta find giggles in the small things, because my god, we, it... <laughs> It's been a long anime. <laughs> yes, it has. I mean, this has been a long time coming as well. We've been kind of watching it in chunks over the past couple of weeks because it kept getting postponed. For good reason, though, this anime is so heavy and so draining to watch. That doesn't mean it's a bad anime. It's just very emotionally exhausting. Mm. And binging it in a week or a couple of days is highly not recommended. Yeah, don't... I watched this for the first time back whenever I first got into anime. Yeah. Or rather, back into anime. So I didn't know what to expect, so I got through the whole thing, and after I was done, I was like, oh god, mm. I have feelings. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, very much so. Going through it this time, it was a lot harder to get through, because I kind of knew what was coming, and then by the time the credits rolled on the last episode, I was just a fucking mess. Yes, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, uh, the, the yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> but it's, it's incredibly good. It like, is. I, I cannot speak highly enough about how well the show does so many things. Yeah, it addresses a very important topic that isn't actually shown enough in our society in general, but I find in media especially, and that is the subject of grief. We don't talk about it. A lot of the movies and, and shows and things that we watch are centered around, you know, if they are dramatic and sad or something, it's more like your lay in April where we're watching the grieving process while the person is still alive, you know? It's rare that we see the process of grief from just the the aftermath, you know, of everything that happens. And Anohana does a fantastic job of showing that in in lots of different people in multiple stages throughout their lives from different perspectives. Yes, one one hundred percent. And it's a very real take on grief and how a wide variety of people, and especially people close to an individual, cope yeah. with things and it a wide variety of coping mechanisms so it's very interesting to kind of see how all of that is taken into account it is yeah but before we dive too far into that we have to be vain what no yeah us no yeah us we're so vain like that one song but instead of you're so vain we are sure let's go with that yeah do you know the song i'm talking about no it's like an old 
80s, 70s, 80s? I don't know. Maybe it's going to be like... I don't know either. I don't know, I don't know music dates, okay? So don't judge me if I got that very wrong. But it's like a, a rock... I think it's rock? Pop rock? Rock? Punk rock? A classic? I don't know. Some kind of... I don't know. Sung by a female singer who I can't remember the name of right now, who's like, you're so vain, you probably think this song is about you. You're so vain. Mm, yeah, I love the Beatles. <laughs> Big fan of pop rocks, too. Great candy. Great, great <laughs> yeah. candy. Uh, I don't know how I feel about pop rocks. They're a, a confusing time. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like... So I equate pop rocks because pop rocks basically have no flavor. No. So they are the candy version of LaCroix. Yeah. yeah. Like it's literally yeah. just TV static in your mouth no. is all that it is. Fair one point. is just sweet and the other one is just liquid that's all it is there's no difference it's just static okay you know on a similar vein what i was thinking about the other day was easter eggs and why i don't know why i was thinking about this but you know those like really like those um you know when you would go on holiday as a kid but you wouldn't actually go on holiday you would just like go to a place that had like a gift shop and you're like i'm on holiday you know Uh uh-huh and there would always be, without fail, in the gift shops, giant lollipops that are like swelly colors. And then mm-hmm. those weird crystallized sugar sticks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So imagine getting a crystallized sugar and sticking it inside of an Easter egg. So it's like a geode. Excuse me? Right? <laughs> the hell see this so then i was like i can't just stop here you have to have the cal what is it calcite layer in the geode where it's like the white layer so you have the the crystallized sugar then white chocolate and then dark chocolate on the outside to be like the rock layer uh-huh. And it's a full geode. And then if you could figure out a way, I don't know how you would do this because I'm not sure how the melted chocolate, chocolate would work. But if you could figure out a way to have like a full closed geode, because I was kind of imagining it as just being like an already cracked geode. But you could then crack your geode chocolate. Okay, so what you could do in that instance is get like one of those kid syringes, mm. drill a hole in the top of one of the Easter eggs, mm. stick your geode down in there and then just fill it with liquid chocolate and let it set up. Oh, that's a good idea. And then just take the plastic Easter egg off, and then you actually have, like, a full-on rounded geode, like what we get in Stardew Valley. But, like, how fun would that be? I mean, that would be cool, don't get me wrong. However, that also sounds like diabetes for a kid. Yes, it does. But also, okay, my mom was the kind of mom that wouldn't let me all of eat all of my Easter eggs in one day. So... Uh-huh. I would have had that over a, a period of time. But, so, with that being said, though, mm. that's not good. No. Like, unless you lick it a couple of times and then immediately stick it back in the fridge, <laughs> which still isn't that great because you're reheating stuff and then cooling it because saliva. Mm. But uh, from, like, a food sanitation perspective... That's true. uh, But also, we had garden full of fruits and vegetables that I used to just eat out of the dirt. So I don't think hygiene was a top priority in our household when it came to food. Again, there's, like, a difference between hygiene and then getting seriously ill off of bacteria that sat and festered on sweets. Yeah, but, like, I would eat plums that had probably been on the ground for a bit too long, you know? The five-second rule's a myth, anyway. It's totally fine. Yeah. Anyway, I have a fantastic immune system. Same. Yeah. I say that as I thought I got COVID this week. (laughs) I thought I got COVID, like, two weeks ago. Hey, look at that. But I didn't. And, okay, so this blows my mind how, Uh how, like, insane 
sicknesses are and how insane the human body is and the immune system and stuff. Mm -hmm. I shared a drink with a girl who got COVID, who tested positive for COVID two days later, and Mm -hmm. I didn't get COVID. Your immune system is just solid. Right? And four other people, no, three other people at my work, because she was at work, and three other people Mm -hmm. at my work also got COVID, and I didn't get COVID. Speaking of work, how's the latte art coming along? Latte art is okay. I have done (laughs) one worthy of a picture. And you didn't send it to me. I have it on my phone. I will send it to you after the podcast, because my phone is elsewhere. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll accept it. It's charging, because I got yelled at for it being like, I'm on 12%. Oh my god, whatever you do is on 12%. I know, so it's charging. Yeah, what about you? Did you come up with any fancy chocolatier ideas? Mm, No, however, (laughs) I I do have a funny story to tell. Ooh, funny haha or funny weird? Funny haha. Oh. Depending on how you look at it. At the time, I was very upset. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. I-, I laugh about it now, and I laugh about it more the more that I've told the story, and I feel like it comes off as a stand up comedy bit now, even though this is exactly how it happened. Mm. <laughs> so I went out to dinner with the girlfriend yesterday because she was sick. I thought I was sick. I was not. I guess it's just a really bad migraine. Mm. But I legit, Tuesday at work, felt like i was going to die oh like i went to lunch came back and immediately all of my energy was gone every bit of me ached especially my joints Mm. my joints felt like they were just going to rot out of my body that's Mm -hmm. how badly they hurt yeah so yeah so girlfriend and i hadn't seen each other for like a week Mm -hmm. so we went to dinner last night yes last night So we go, we go someplace I've never been before. And so I type in the address on my phone and yesterday was kind of a rough day. Not going to lie. Anyway, so type in the address on my phone on Google Maps and select what I think is it. Oh, okay. So I'm driving alone, jamming out the music, you know, going steadily into an area where I'm like, hmm, these are some very fancy houses. Mm. All right, cool, cool. But I know the area, and I know, like, this particular town is, like, full of rich people. Yeah. Like, every house there is valued for nothing less than 500 grand. Woof. So, I'm like, okay, okay, this is fine. Like, I'm going to pop up to an area, and there's going to be some shops and some other shit. Because I've never been to this area before, but I'm like, okay, okay, I kind of get what's going on. Mm. So I go, and I go. Then I actually get led down into a residential area. So I'm like, hmm, okay, okay, interesting, interesting, all right. Houses are gradually getting more and more expensive as I'm going through this subdivision. And then I turn off into another subdivision where the houses are getting, like, close to about a million bucks a pop each. Woof. So I'm going through, and I'm like, okay, so either... Like, she's obviously sent me somewhere in an area where I'm just not supposed to be. But I'm like, okay, you know what? It's fine. It's fine. You know, if there was anybody that could afford to have a restaurant like smack dab in the middle of the subdivision, it's a bunch of rich people. Yeah. That's I'm like, I can see this in my head. The more I'm going around, there are people outside looking at me in my weed mobile like I don't fit in. Yeah. <laughs> in their fucking cul-de-sac of fucking BMWs and other shit. <laughs> I'm just sitting there and I'm just getting pissed. I'm like, where the fuck did she send me? And so finally I look at my phone and I'm like, oh, oh, it's not her fault. No, 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 no. It's my fault. I'm the one 
with the fucking fat thumbs and hit the wrong one on the list of places to choose from. Oh, no. So we we were going to a restaurant called Whistle Stop. Yeah. And the subdivision that I clicked on was Whistling Way. Oh, no. Like, literally, all I typed in was Whistle, and I saw Whistle Stop. So I went to click on it, and I guess I just hit the one under it for Whistling Way. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing, though. Whistle Stop was literally just two miles down the road. Oh. So not that far. Like, literally, I think, like, what, four kilometers? Since I think miles and kilometers are just doubled. Something like that. So, yeah, like four kilometers just down the road. Not that far at all. But somehow, (laughs) instead of going where we were supposed to go, where we had a reservation to be at a certain time, here I was down the street. In the middle of a fucking subdivision with people looking at me like I'm some sort of fucking science experiment. Oh no. <laughs> so I was like, hmm, okay, okay. This is this is fine. But my pride, it hurts a little bit, but it's fine. This is okay. Yeah. <laughs> but on the bright side, I have come out triumphant. Yes. Reason being Okay. My birthday gift to myself. Ooh, yes. Yeah, so for those that are unaware, Good Smile, the company that makes the little Nindroids, have come out with a Marin from Dress Up Darling Nindroid, and it's the cutest fucking thing mm-hmm. I have ever seen. It's so cute. So I got that. The newest volume of Dress Up Darling actually drops Tuesday. Yeah. So that'll be coming in the mail because I have that pre-ordered. Yeah. Also, I have gotten my hands on something. What? PS5. Ooh, okay. I'm now the proud owner of a PS5. Yeah, you said you was gonna, and then you was gonna stream. Yes. So, here in the first week of... God, my brain just fucking fried. So, the first week of September, I'm going to be out of the country. I'm going on a cruise. (gasps) Is this your first time out of the country? Yes, it's also my first time on a cruise. So I am both excited and also nervous as hell because I don't, it's, I've, I only know I'm just not used to this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. It'll be fun. But, um, yeah. So as soon as I get back, because literally the day that we are fucking leaving to go to Florida is the day that the last of us remake comes out. So I am very frustrated over this. Yeah. Bad timing. Yeah, very bad timing, because everybody that knows me knows that The Last of Us is like my one true love of the video game world. Yes. <sighs> so, it's fine. It's fine. I totally didn't just spend $500 to have my hopes and dreams crushed by being out of the country when my favorite game comes out. So sad. But as soon as I get back, mm-hmm. I'm going to play the ever-loving shit out of that. I will be live. I will be streaming it. I am going to cry and. All out 4K in all of its glory. It's so exciting. So be sure to keep an eye out on the Twitch channel because yeah, it's at Red Carter Gaming. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm on so Twitch. excited. It's gonna be great. Yes, um, that's so exciting that you're going on a cruise. So first time out of the country. Yeah, mm. it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, that's so fun. That's so fun. I'm so excited for you. Yeah, you know what I'm not excited about. What? Uh, talking about this damn anime. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we've been pushing it off for as long as we can. <laughs> we we put it off for two weeks for this, that, or the other reasons, but yeah. finally we're here, and I'm like, uh, I, I just still don't, don't want to. I don't want to go through the emotional trauma. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna give you um, a quick overview before we get into background, just because I feel like doing things out of order today. 
Sure, that's fine. Let's hear it. Yeah. So um, it's about a, a, a young lad, Jinta, who is kind of reminiscing on um, his childhood. He's now a, a teenager, um, should be in high school, but he's a recluse. He's not going out to school. He's staying at home and kind of sheltered himself away um, because of the loss that he experienced in his childhood. And the rest of the show is about him um, addressing his loss and, and his childhood friend, Menma, who passed away when him and his group of friends were very young and it's just kind of a a kind of a reconnection story also just like yeah just going through the processes of grief like we spoke about earlier there is kind of a a large like almost supernatural well not almost supernatural element to it but it is like it's it's not like like you know it's not spooky supernatural elements but there are supernatural elements yeah 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 absolutely Senku would yeah. have a hard time with this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's rated a PG-13, which I feel like is apt, but I will say that if you have... I'm not even going to cl- keep this to just 13-year-olds. Um, if you or your child has got death or anything related to that as being a trigger, this is not the show for you. It's the main theme. So, yeah. We're just, we're just going back to your line April all over again. Yeah. Yeah. We're going down that well. Yeah, we are. So, um, fully accept that. It's a very, very, very emotionally draining show to watch. Please don't watch it in a day. It's not not good for that. But if you can, like I used to be able to, good on you. Because <laughs> I certainly cannot anymore. <laughs> no. All right. All right. So, mm. background? Yes. All right. Was a novel written mm. by Mari Okada. Mm-hmm. Ran from March of 2011 until July of 2011. Mm-hmm. Anime was made by A1 Pictures, which makes a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Mainly because of the eyes. The eyes are like a dead giveaway for anything A1 related. Because mm-hmm. this, SAO, and then even as recent as Licorice Recoil, it just screams A1 Pictures. Yeah. It's directed by Tatsuyuki Nagai. Mm-hmm. Ran from April of 2011 until June of 2011 for a total of 11 episodes. Yeah. Manga was published a year later. Yeah. And also there's a film that came there out in 2013. Is. So we're yeah. going to we're gonna have to figure this out. Well, the film, from what I can see um, on my anime list, the description doesn't give anything away. It's just, uh, it seems to be kind of a slight continuation, but also a, a bit of a recap. Um, and from what I can tell, it seems to have kind of been made for, for award season, because I feel like movies are easier to get into film awards than shows and stuff. Oh. So from what I can see, it's more of a recap retelling of the story as opposed to an entirely new story. But I do think it will be worth a watch just to um, to see what's up. Now, take this with a grain of salt, because as of right now, it is like a quote-unquote leak. Mm. But apparently for the 10th anniversary of, or not 10th anniversary, but some sort of like anniversary of something coming up, mm. they are doing supposedly an OVA ah. for Anohana. Okay, interesting. So I would be very interested to see where they kind of go from there. If it is just kind of a continuation of like life after what happens, because the show pretty much stops dead. Yes. After that. So I kind of want to see like where things progress, especially with the relationships between the rest of the characters. Mm -hmm. And also I want to, I want to see how they heal after it. Because again, we all know I'm a sucker for character development. Just give me, give me good character development. That's all I want. Yeah. 
Yeah, agreed. So, rest in the details. On my anime list, it's rated an 8.33 out of 10. On Anime Planet, it is a 4.24 out of 5 or an 8.48 out of 10, which puts it at about an 8.37, 8.4 even. Yeah, 8.45. 8.4. Yeah, 8.4. 8.4. I don't even know what maths is right now. Don't ask me questions. You're good. You got this. (laughs) Um, about average between the two. It's got a drop rate of 2.35%, which, in my opinion, is quite low because of how draining the show is. However, I will say, in a lot of the comment sections um, of where you can watch this, which is some Netflixes, but Funimation and Crunchyroll both have it on their streaming platforms as well, but Netflix, it may be available in your region, depending on where you are globally. Netflix is not available, or... (laughs) Fuck. It is not available on Netflix in the US. Neither in Canada, but it does have that maybe in Japan or elsewhere. So um, if you're in a foreign land, check Netflix if you don't have Crunchyroll of animation. Yeah, it used to be on Netflix. Yeah. I think I said something to you about that whenever we first watched this. I'm like, why do they take all the shit off Netflix right? where I know it's at? But then yeah. I found it on Crunchy, so everything was fine. Yeah. But yeah, I, I was seeing in the comment section of a lot of a lot of the episodes of this show that people weren't really feeling the emotions until the very end of the show in the same sense that other people were. Some people were like heavily emotionally invested from day one, but this does have a kind of sense of humor to it, of the happy-go-lucky teen vibe, the coming-of-age style is included in this because they are still teenagers um and so it is you know uh there is that element to the show so a lot of people were more focused on that and slowly over time were building up the emotions until it kind of eclipsed erupted i don't know what Mm. word i'm looking for until it built up towards the end and uh and it was only towards the end that they felt this this like intense emotion so some people take it that way other people feel the emotion all the way through i think that's probably why the drop rate is so low is because if most people aren't feeling the intense emotions until the very end that makes a lot of sense yeah again i think a lot of it really is just gonna kind of depend on your own personal sensitivity to the subject matter yeah and then also like the surrounding kind of bits and pieces to it as well because again i feel like a lot of things on netflix are gonna have kind of a lower drop rate anyway yeah i agree and i also think that there is a level of of, i won't say mystery but there is definitely a curiosity throughout this show that does um i won't say allow for cliffhangers but it does keep the attention there the story arc isn't completely i mean it's a very like you know how how it's going to go where it's going to go how it's going to end that's very established from the beginning but the way that it gets there is fairly unknown throughout the show yes so with that i'm going to put those spoiler chicken hats on and uh and we'll get into this yeah how you want to go about this because i feel like your overview pretty much took care of everything except for late game yeah, I feel like if we go through characters, it's probably best. Pretty much. Like, we can follow the main character, I feel like, for the most part. Like, we can follow Jinta. Yeah. And then, like, whenever we get to bits, because it's still very much Jinta's story all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. And, like, how he kind of grows and kind of deals with his own loss of whether he does or doesn't want to actually let Minma go. Yeah. And then everybody else gets involved and it just kind of gets harder. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's just a very, like, if you've experienced any kind of loss in your life, or if you've gone through grief, like, this is just, like, it just transports you right back into those feelings, and I'm not entirely sure whether I feel like that's very healthy or not. Like, I mean, it, like, it's good to sit in feelings, but it's not good to 
to lay in them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it yeah. kind of helps give you a perspective on like your own coping mechanisms yeah. in a way. Yeah. And kind of shows you like very unhealthy ways of dealing with it to kind of help kind of point you maybe in a better direction of how to deal with it. Yeah, and there's definitely a sense of relatability as well. It's nice to feel Mm -hmm. like you're not the only one going through those emotions. And it does a very good job of portraying those emotions as well. I've never seen the sub of this, but I know the dub cast was very good. Yeah, the the sub was was really, really well done as well. The sub was... um, You could tell, even though I don't really speak the language, you can definitely feel the emotion throughout. Mm -hmm. Um. And uh, and yeah, the show the show is great. The background music and stuff that is included in it is not like I don't even notice it when watching it, and I feel like that's a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes noticing things, especially like um, incredible animation or background noise, I've spoken about it before, but it can actually draw you out of the moment because it catches your attention. And in this case, I didn't feel like either of them really caught my attention, neither with the voice acting. I was fully enraptured in the story, and I feel like that's that's the most important thing. And the OP is good, but the ED, it just hits hard yeah. every single episode. Yeah. God, it... <sighs> It just hits, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, while we're talking about the voice cast, Mm -hmm. so our character, Anjo, that cries the most, Mm -hmm. you know who she's voiced by? Who? Cowdy's voice actress. Oh, that makes sense. So that hurt me a lot more, Mm -hmm. having to hear that crying again. Oh, God. (sighs) Uh, uh, It's not even April. No, for the um, uh, subbed voice actress, she voices Asuna from Sword Art Online. Oh, okay. I can see that. Yeah. It is A1 after all. So that, that edition, I can see it. Yeah. All right. Um, I feel yeah. like we're stalling. At this I point. do too. I do too. <laughs> okay. So Memo dies. Oh God. I just kicked a drill. What the fuck are you doing with a drill? I've got like a tool section next to my art supplies for like frame building and stuff. And it's near my desk. And oh. I'm aggressive apparently today. Are you going to um, frame somebody for something? Yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm doing. There's my one stupid joke for a while. You're welcome. Yeah, she dies. It's never explained really how, although it's implied. Like, it's, uh, But it's not like verbally been like, oh, she drowned in a river, you know? Yeah, yeah. Everything is kind of implied. We never see anything. No. But then Popo at the end kind of gives like the most like description of it because he actually saw it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's all I got as far as that's concerned. Which, I mean, like, the PTSD of all of these children. Um, <laughs> God, they went through some shit. Okay, so the one storyline that's actually sticking out to me more than the main character is one that's, like, really focused on my brain right now, and I don't know why I'm so, like, latched onto it, is her younger brother and the level of neglect that he went through. I feel like the reason that that one kind of sticks out the most is because it's one of the most common things we see whenever it comes to people dealing with grief Mm. in any sort of media, Mm -hmm. but especially in anime. Like, Mm. typically whenever parents grief in anime, like, the other sibling almost gets tossed aside because Mm. it's as if they're irrelevant to the actual grief that is going on. Yeah. And we can definitely say that we do not have a forerunner in Best Mom for the season by any any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, I... 
I, I'm never going to judge someone for the way that they grieve but, I grieve, but I will judge people for the way that they parent. And Satoshi, her younger brother, absolutely did not deserve to even... Like, the one comment that he says that just, like, has, like, glued into my brain is he's like, do you know how tall I am? I grew really fast this past year. I shot up. And then he just turns around and leaves after he mm-hmm. says that. And it's, like, because he's saying to his mom, like, you don't even look at me. Like, you don't even know. Like, I have to remind you that it's been a year since you last took a look at me, you know? Mm. And that just, like... the And I feel like that the way that they did that in this show was blatant, but also very subtle. Mm. Like, it was a very subtle thing, and yet you feel mm. all of the emotion behind it as well. It's mm-hmm. like you can feel the tension in yeah. the air because of it. Yeah. Because, again, it's all very real feelings. Yeah, and I don't think that his dad did anything to help the situation at all by forcing someone to process at a level that they're not not capable of, you know? Mm. Like, like, it's one of those situations of if the dad had just allowed the mom to do things at her own pace, she wouldn't have gotten stuck in the past, you know? But also, he's grieving. So him trying to, like, grieve while also having to take care of the family and keep going to work and still, like, she's now become a, a shut-in because of this situation. So he's now taking care of their, their kid and going to work. The main breadwinner now becoming a carer of her as well and I assume just completely pushed aside his grief. There's going to be repercussions to that as well. So basically what I'm saying is therapy. Yeah, yeah. Everyone needed therapy. Pretty much. Small town <laughs> just must be lacking on the therapist, I yeah. guess. And it's the same with Jinta as well, because Jinta, this is not the first loss that he experienced. Or actually, we kind of don't really know what loss happened first. Because they must have been in very quick succession from from each other. I I think they said his mom passed away first. Yeah. And then Minma followed shortly thereafter. And so since he he didn't even have a chance to grieve his mother, he just fixated on the Minma situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so he was just never able to grieve. Yeah. And I mean, and also he would have had a lot of built up trauma from the hospitalization of his mom Mm -hmm. all the way through. Because it seems like his mom was pretty sick from a very young, like from when he was at a very very young age but he was like what eight and this is five years later or something so they're like 13 in this show or something like that i don't know uh something like that no I'm they must sure. be older because they're in high school yeah so it must be like 16 or something i don't know how many years later it is but they were like i don't know eight when memo passed mm. so say they're like 16 now that's about an accurate timetable mm. but he also didn't do any therapy his dad i don't know how i feel about the relationship he has with his dad because although i kind of appreciate the way his dad just like lets him get on with it i also do think there is a time when you need a parent to like push you outside of your comfort zone so you can get better you know what i mean yeah but on the flip side of that though like his dad doesn't want to or his dad said like he's always been more of a hands-off parent anyway yeah but he also just wants Jinta to be able to do like, be able to make his own decisions and do what he thinks is best for himself. But I'm sure if he actually needed to intervene, yeah. like, if it was actually detrimental to his health, I feel like he would. But he knew what Jinta was doing the entire time, even whenever he was trying to hide things. No, I agree. I think what I'm, I'm thinking of is, is kind of before this whole situation arises, I feel like his dad should have stepped in earlier. I mean, because by this point, he had been off of school for an entire semester, just in bed basically you know and i don't feel like i don't know i don't know maybe it's just like i don't know i again therapy i would have liked to have said his dad 
push him into therapy. But obviously, that doesn't make for a very good storyline in an anime. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Very, very weird. Grief counseling is a thing, guys. And if you need it, please reach out and take it. Yeah, most most definitely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> My brain shut off then. It was like, same, I'm done now. Same. Done now. <laughs> it's, it's just a very hard show to talk about because there's mm-hmm. a lot that happens mm-hmm. in such a short amount of time to where it's very i don't know yeah and there's there's elements of it that like shows you the true actual scariness of of intense mental health issues you know mm-hmm. like with um uh matsuyuki with him. oh yeah yuki Atsu. yeah with him cross-dressing mm-hmm but, like, that's, uh, obviously, that's not the scary part. Oh, my God, a man in a dress, so terrifying. Um, no, <laughs> it's his obsession with her to the point where he's, like, smelling a wig that he keeps hidden in his closet that is a replica of her hair. He makes a, a replica of the, the dress that she always wore and uh, and then dresses up as her, you know? Like, and, and I feel like if you're thinking of this from a perspective of, like, you know, never having gone through intense grief or whatever, I feel like you're like, oh, my God, that's, like, that wouldn't happen in real life. You know, that's so far away from reality. But I don't think it... It is. It's one of those things to where there's always some sort of fact or true nature behind written ideas Mm. to the point to where this isn't the first time you've seen something like that in any form of media. Mm -hmm. Like you see it in other versions of media as well. So therefore, like that idea is something that has happened to someone somewhere. Yeah. So it really is like a true version of grief. Yeah. Well, I feel like grief can very quickly become obsession. Mm-hmm. And and that was just a, a very intense example of that. Mm. And and how we can confuse emotions um, like love and, and assume things to be love that are obsession and are addiction. Mm. And, uh, and I truly feel like he was expressing symptoms of addiction there, of, of, of being addicted to the thought of her, to his relationship to her, and, mm. uh, and to false memories that he has created with her of fantasies. Uh, the life with her that that could never happen, and then and then the the subsequent blame of that being stripped away from him, directed towards Jinta when when it was nobody's fault, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just heavy. The whole thing is heavy. Whole thing is very very heavy. Yeah. And then Anjo finally coming to grips with her feelings towards both Minma and Jintan, and having to work through her grief, and then also like trying to figure out like what's important to her. Mm, yeah, and the the level of guilt that everyone in this show feels, but specifically her, her her the main emotion that I would apply to her throughout this show would be guilt mm. because there's a level of envy that she experienced of Memo throughout the, her living life and then when that envy was relieved with her death there was that level of of like you know elation like oh my god yay you know and then mm-hmm. the reality of the situation kicks in and she was a child you know so mm-hmm. like like children don't process emotions the same way that adults do and even an adult would find that situation incredibly difficult to process mm. so i mean i feel like what is it it's like up until the age of five or six we don't even feel multiple emotions at once which is why children go so quickly from like crying to happy to excited to you know angry is because they can't feel them simultaneously they can only feel them individually or something mm. 
And it's like, they're not that far away from that when this situation happens, you know? They're, they're only just forming personalities, you know? Yeah. It's just, yeah, I think that's why this, this, this show is particularly heavy is because, like, they're, they're babies. Mm-hmm. It's just hard. The whole show is hard to watch. Very, very much so. But on the bright side, by the time it's all said and done, the Super Peace Busters are reunited. Yes. They work together mm-hmm. to try to send the spirit of Minma off happy. Mm-hmm. They end up granting her wish, mm-hmm. although her wish and the reason she were, was there were two very, very different reasons. Mm-hmm. Because her reason for actually being there was she made Jean-Ton's mom a promise mm-hmm. to make Homie cry. Yeah. <laughs> because Homie just didn't know how to feel his emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which I, yeah. I feel like that hit me very hard personally. Uh, yeah. Because very much like the Your Lie in April situation of before I ever watched Your Lie in April, I didn't cry. Mm-hmm. And then that show just touched me in so many different ways mm-hmm. that it just, like, whatever walls that I had built up over two decades just came crumbling down in front of me. Yeah. I feel like that's a very common theme, but specifically with men. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like our society right now doesn't allow for young boys to process their emotions effectively in a way that's, you know... Like, the reason why we cry is because we have a chemical buildup in our brain, and our brain goes, I have too much of this chemical buildup. I need to release some. Our tears are a valve. Like, it's like an yeah. overflow valve. And uh, and the fact that, like, young boys are like, oh, it's not manly to cry. Like, it's, like, what are you, a wuss? Like, suck it up, you know? You're teaching children to shut off their overflow valves. Mm. So then, and then you're like, why are you getting angry at a situation? Like, why are you punching things instead of, like, processing it like a human? It's because they don't know how else to relieve this chemical intensity that they have in their brains. So it comes out in other ways and, and like, other things happen. And it's just like, and then you end up with explosions of emotion as opposed to a slow release, you know? Mm. And, uh, and I feel like that's so especially common in men, and I feel like it, that's exactly what happened with Jinta, um, or what was going to happen with Jinta, and then what ended up being relieved. Uh, but what his mom was trying to prevent was, like, he needs to learn how to allow himself to feel his emotions properly, and then sit in them for a second, let them process, and then move on. And um, and she was doing her best to try and prepare him for grief. And I don't think in that moment where she made that promise... She understood how seriously the little girl she was talking to was obviously going to take it. Um, mm. Yeah. But again, that's also kids to where, like, once they hyper fixate on something, like, that's what they're going to do. Mm. Like, kids are pretty much the human embodiment of ADHD because mm. they will hyper fixate on something. And especially because of how much, like, to a kid a promise means mm. until that trust is broken. So, therefore, she made Jinta's mom promise, so therefore she's going to keep it. Yeah. And so, finally seeing, like, that actually being the thing that does it, and then seeing, like, the whole group come together, mm. it it really just seemed kind of like a... Like, I'm not sure if it was the actual, like, Jinta crying that kept her there, mm. or if it was, like, because she felt rifts in the group whenever she passed away... 
it was them coming back together that finally kind of sealed the fate mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. But it was incredibly touching seeing the entire group back together and like seeing her spirit off. Yeah. So she can become reincarnated and then come back to him. Yeah. This show is one of those shows for me that borders on entertainment versus how exhausting it is to watch you know like i feel like for me personally there's like a level that i have of how much something entertains me and how much i value that entertainment versus how much i just don't want to watch it because i'm tired (laughs) you know i kind of i kind of get that this show is beyond mentally exhausting and don't get me wrong like i cry my eyes out Mm. every year over your line april Mm -hmm. however this show isn't something that i go back and rewatch every year because although the last two episodes are a great release for me to cry Mm -hmm. there's no comfort in it for me like there is your line april like i genuinely consider your line april a comfort anime Mm -hmm. just because everything else around it is so I guess comforting in a way. Yeah. Like it does subtle humor in a way that a lot of other shows don't. Whereas this show is incredibly serious from start to finish. And there is a place for that. Like this show is phenomenal Mm -hmm. in pretty much every way. Like regardless of the heavy subject matter, like it is phenomenal. It's just, you got to make sure that you're in the right headspace for it and don't overexpose yourself to it because it, sucks you in and doesn't want to let you go until it is finished yeah yeah i i i agree it's i don't know like yeah my my technical brain says it's a very good show and you should watch the reality of the situation is don't watch this if you're in a bad place agreed agreed um and don't even watch this if you're in a good place but you don't want to ruin your mood (laughs) because like like this kind of show is a fantastic piece of art And it's a piece of art that should be appreciated. But I can't really consider it entertaining in the same way. It's it's exhausting. I find it entertaining for the fact of the motive behind entertainment Mm. at the end of the day. Regardless of what type of media you intake, Mm. it is designed to make you feel something. To leave some sort of lasting impression on you. Yeah. Whether it be funny, sad, happy, like whatever the emotion it is that it wants to get you to feel. But then again, entertainment is also subjective to the individual. However, at least to me, like the overall point behind entertainment is just to invoke whatever feeling it actually wants Mm -hmm. to bring forth. Mm -hmm. However, now that this is said and done, twins, we appreciate the recommendation. (laughs) But we need a break. <laughs> yeah, never again. We're not taking any more of your recommendations. That's it. We're done. Uh, no, no. Just recommend Full Metal Alchemist next time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, 65 episodes later. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, like, I think that's, that's I've been sitting on the score of this of what, how I'm going to rate it for a while. And I'm kind of like, my technical brain is warring with my emotional brain because my technical brain says... It made me feel what it was set out to feel. I followed the storyline intensely. I was not distracted by any of the sounds, the music, the animation, anything like that. Completely captivated me throughout the entirety of the story. There were twists and turns, but the story also followed a set path. It was very clear. It was well voice acted. Everything was really good. But, like, I didn't enjoy myself watching it. (laughs) You know? (laughs) And, like, I feel like I have to take that into consideration when scoring this of, like, like level of enjoyment was low. I'm just sad. So, is this 
going to be one of the first. So from a technical perspective, what do you rate this? Like it's got to be like I'm, a like an eight and a half, like nine. Like it's good. It's well made. What are you at? So what is it lacking from being perfect? Um, From a technical perspective. From a technical to perspective. You. Oh God, my brain is just like on slow mode. Uh, <laughs> just because I'm genuinely curious because from a technical perspective, this has been the most that you've talked about a show from all of its like technical mm. point of views and especially the high praise from all of those points of views yeah i think i think it's just small things like uh framing of some shots or moments of scenes going on for just a hair too long or a hair too short you know i think it's mm. just it's just small things um nothing that really ever took me out of the scene but just i think you know little tiny moments like maybe maybe a little bit more i know this is kind of just like we said and it's just extending a sad scene but like jinta at his mom's grave site a little mm. bit more of that maybe i really like satoshi i like his character i would have maybe have liked to seen some interact some interaction with from him and it to his dad because we never actually really get to see any interaction between the two of them mm. and maybe just some like actual emotion from his dad from their dad yeah because mm. he seemed like a very flat character i can kind of see that yeah and also you know those ladies that like judged um Junta every time he left his house uh-huh I, I like i don't feel like that was fully resolved i mean i know it kind of was in the fact that his dad just kind of told him to brush him off and keep going on in just his own example but like maybe a moment of Junta like ignoring them himself by alone you know i feel like if he hadn't been so wishy-washy the entire time though and actually settled in on something it would have resolved itself yeah so i feel like eventually like at present point with him actually going back to school technically it has resolved itself mm. but also old lady's gonna gossip it's literally what beauty shops are for yeah i would have just liked to have seen evidence of him not caring as much but i also know that that doesn't happen overnight even though this show took place over about a year i don't know i don't know like it's just small things that are like holding me back but i also then don't know if i'm not being influenced by my emotional brain even though i'm still trying to like think with just my technical brain you know mm. like it it could just be that i just <laughs> i mean i didn't i didn't have a good time <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that's like worth knocking up a few technical points as well as emotional you know <laughs> the viewer should have a good time watching it even if it's a good time in their sadness i don't know i had a good time in my sadness i didn't but then i don't like sad shows anyways so maybe it's just a me thing blame the twins i do thoroughly <laughs> i don't so be yeah. sure to send them your 8.5 with like a slight stamp of approval 8.5 with a heavy discount for i just didn't have a good time <laughs> <laughs> anyway what do you rate it i give it a nine and a half okay because i not gonna lie i'm knocking off half a point because i didn't like the op that much Fair point. <laughs> because it's like you said from a technical standpoint it does so much right mm-hmm like, there's nothing about it that I can really discount points on, because I feel like everybody, by the, granted, there was a lot of character development that had to take place in 11 episodes. Mm -hmm. However, I feel like by the time it was all said and done, everybody had actually grown. Mm -hmm. And so that, to me, is what kind of pushed me over the edge to rate it higher. Mm-hmm. 
Because the entire time watching it, like getting through it, I was like, I'm sitting at like an eight to an eight and a half. Yeah. But then actually seeing kind of the resolutions with everybody, like actually speaking their grievances out loud and like actually getting it out. Mm-hmm. And like everybody kind of tearing into each other. And then because of that, they were able to kind of grow and bond over that. Yeah. Like it was that very real bit of emotion and feeling of like, this is actually like how people are. Like you fight, you work it out, like you get all your emotions out in front of you. And then by the time it's all said and done, everybody can kind of rein it in and go, okay, we know where we're, where we stand. And also like we are like the super peace busters or we are like really good friends. Like we just drifted apart over this tragedy, Mm. but also this tragedy is what brought us back together. Mm -hmm. And therefore, like, even though like how in your line, April, they talked about like for Kose, like time stopping and then his heart beginning to thaw. Mm. It was very much that for all of them, like seeing time beginning to tick again for everybody, for our five main characters, for, Minma's parents and brother Mm -hmm. like slow steps towards that is more character development than what most shows i.e say rent a girlfriend that we're gonna have to cover just for shits and giggles Mm -hmm. like it's character development like even subtle or slight character development but being able to see where things are going to go in the future means more to me than just shows that don't have it at all yeah yeah. So, yeah. just to me, like, I can't, there's not a lot I can fault, really. Yeah, I just, oh, I forgot about the, um, the sexual assault that just, like, yeah, for, um, Angel. Oh, yeah, yeah. that bit. Yeah. I completely forgot about that, too. No, that's, I feel like I've just, like, my brain is just like, okay, you're already dealing with enough. You don't need to add on more triggers. Like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like that scene. I mean, again, it's one of these things of, like, do I not like it because I don't like the subject matter? Or do I not like it because I think it's not good for the story, you know? And I think it's... Uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like I feel like I'm so emotionally, like, overwhelmed by this storyline that, like, I'm not able to think clearly about everything in it, <laughs> you know? And I don't remember it, everything in it. But yeah, she was, like, that whole... That's not great. I feel like there are characters in it that I don't like, and I still don't like them at the end, but I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, because I love characters that you just, that you don't like. (laughs) They make Mm. stories better. When you have a character that you don't like, it makes the story better. So there's lots of those in this. (laughs) There's lots of those. I don't know. I just, ugh. They're her vapid friends. Like, everyone, like, talking about... And also that whole situation never being, like, properly resolved. Like, she gets forced to go to a love hotel that she doesn't even enter and then leaves beforehand and then a teacher sees her walking towards a love hotel with an older man doesn't step in but reports her to the principal like i'm sorry what i okay so she gets told off at school for nearly being assaulted okay i need to we're moving on i'm not we're not doing that i don't like it i don't like it well on the bright side we got much much better next week yes i'm looking forward to next we have we have a show that i have been clamoring for since i first read the manga i can't tell you how long i've owned that first volume of manga like how long it's been actually can can i see when i bought that hold up give me a second Mm -hmm. i cannot Mm. however i have been a massive fan of this for a very long time it is an absolute joy 
of a manga and now being able to have seen it animated watching it week to week as it aired it was such a joy and a pleasure and i cannot wait for the amount of cringe that you are going to have (laughs) because i know how you have your issues with love stories however this is genuinely one of the sweetest things you will ever see okay and it's going to be a very, very nice thing to look forward to. So next week, we've got Cheeky Mori is not just a cutie. I'm looking forward to it. I need it's a break. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be, it's going to be so much fun. Yes. We... Yeah. Also, next week, whenever the episode airs, it's going to be my birthday. <gasps> so if you've made it this far in the video, because this video will be going out on the day of my birthday, be sure to wish me a happy birthday in the comments and boost the ego of the man with the giant god complex over here. Just give, give it all. Yes, yeah, give the happy birthdays. <laughs> all of them. All of the birthdays. Yes. Yeah, and if you uh, feel like commenting on his Instagram or Twitter about, well, he doesn't have a Twitter. We have a Twitter, but like his shit um, about. Don't worry, I'll be posting about it on the BNB anime the Twitter birthday. too. Don't you? Yeah, don't don't you worry about it. It'll be there. <laughs> uh, he's at Brad Carter Gaming on Instagram and on Twitch. So when he gets that PS5 up and running after his cruise in September, feel free to drop on over, give him a follow so you get notifications about when he goes live. Then also check out our Instagram and Twitter at BNB Anime. We also have a YouTube channel if you're watching on the youtube channel hi how's it going um you are a week behind just so you know uh but yeah bnb anime on all of the socials um if you want to be listening the very day that this drops um you have to do that on the audio platforms you could do that on spotify apple Podcasts, or your favorite other listening platforms youtube has fun content though on it exclusive content that you will find there um so be sure to check out the youtube we also have a website www.bnbanime.com where we have friends of the podcast behind the scenes stuff some clips of our artwork and also all of these episodes ready there archived for you to download if you want to download them directly from us um and yeah that's everything oh also Due to popular demand, Anime Island will be coming to the podcast feed very, very soon. Yes, yes. Because so many people have actually been wanting to listen to it. However, YouTube is not the best platform for people to listen to just purely audio interview things. Mm -hmm. So we'll be coming to the podcast uh, platforms like Apple and Spotify very, very soon. So be sure to keep an eye out for that. Also, this week's episode of bnb anime is brought to you by blue lavender crafts if you like myself enjoy reading and need a bookmark for all of your reading adventures be sure to check it out at etsy.com forward slash blue lavender crafts all of the bookmarks are handcrafted so do be sure to check that out give the homie some love leave her a nice review get yourself a fabulous bookmark of the pre-made variety or request your own Aw, thanks i appreciate that <laughs> i told you i'd give you an ad read before this was all said and done. you did you did <laughs> i thought about sticking one in but then i was like no no, no i'm gonna do it live i'll see what i can sure. come up with and just literally off the top of my head that's not bad oh, that's <laughs> if i funny. do say so myself <laughs> uh, i forgot oh. about that as well i was quite surprised <laughs> I figured you would be. Yep. <laughs> ten out of ten odd reading. I appreciate Hey, thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate it. And speaking of things I appreciate, thank you all so much for listening, Blue, and I greatly appreciate it. Be sure to check us out next week for, most importantly, my birthday. Mm-hmm. However, outside of that, Shiki Mori's not just a cutie. Yeah. So again, thank you all so much for listening. We'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye.